really well. It's Mane on the turn! Liverpool showing their quality in front of goal when it matters. It has been an awkward first 20 minutes to the match for them, but they strike first. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. For the second episode in a row, um, there's a a real kind of frustration vibe and um, just a feeling of we kind of let ourselves down and, and we've we've missed an opportunity. So the West Ham game, we we were on the we were kind of on the back foot, but but not really. With City playing on the Sunday uh, and beating Arsenal quite convincingly, they're they're really showing that they're you know they're up for this fight, and uh, we really had to respond on Monday night. We were away. We've had uh, really good results against West Ham in the past couple of seasons, both home and away. So there were good expectations uh, for us in terms of um, to expect a good performance and hopefully three points. But um, it was far it was far from that. We looked we looked nervy. We looked not very sharp. We looked um, we looked really really sloppy. Uh, and overall, it was a it was a frustrating game in which I think. We were probably actually lucky to get away with a point. I would say um, we we didn't really we didn't show anything like the the play or attacking flow that we've had throughout the rest of the season. We we, we just we just lacked we just lacked any kind of composure that, that you've seen from us, um, and we ultimately paid the price for that by dropping two points. Um, and Man, with Man City playing Everton in the middle of the week, um, they have the opportunity to go ahead of us on goal difference. Now that's crazy, seeming as we were five to seven points ahead of them just a couple of weeks ago, um, and they were the ones, you know, in a crisis after having lost to Newcastle, not us. Um, but the game kind of started out strangely. We had a, again, we had good possession at the beginning of, of the game, but uh, West Ham definitely looked the more threatening. They had a couple of chances, um, shots that just went past the just went past the post. Um, and they definitely looked like they were they were up for this game. They've had a few poor games themselves over the last couple of weeks, and so they really saw this as an opportunity to kind of bounce back and put in a good performance. And so I think within the first ten minutes, I think I and I'm sure the Liverpool players and even Jurgen Klopp knew we were in for a we were in for a very tough game. But um, it kind of settled down after that, and we did get the first goal. Um, it was definitely offside. There's no you know there's no if buts or maybes about it. It was definitely offside. But Mane Mane stuck it away, and I think. Um, he's actually be Sadio Mane's actually been probably the only shining light over the last couple of games. I think without his goals and his his kind of persistence, we would we would possibly have lost both this game and the game against Leicester. So I think at the moment where Sadio Mane is a one man, um, he, he's one man carrying the whole of whole of Liverpool. So uh, you know, big props to him. He's he scored again. He's now got eleven Premier League goals in the season. And he's, uh, you know, keeping pace with, uh, you know, he's nearly catching up to, to Salah and Aubameyang and, and Kane and those guys. So um, he's kind of snuck up and he's, you know, he's playing he's playing really well. But um, the lead didn't last too long. Uh, similarly to Leicester, there's a lot of comparison and a lot of similarity between this game and the Leicester game. In that um, we again gave away a needless um, kind of free kick. And it was a well-worked set piece by West Ham, you know, fair play to them. Uh, we switched off. We didn't expect that. We were we were kind of just a, maybe a bit complacent um, in terms of defensively, having performed so well uh, this season. But um, yeah, we gave the goal away. It was a good goal by Antonio. And, and after that, we never really looked like we were going to score. In the second half, I don't think we made really any 
kind of clear cut chances. I think Salah had a shot which was saved quite easily by Fabianski. And then right towards the end, there was a chance by Origi, but um, maybe he's kind of lacking confidence or whatever. But, you know, he didn't look like he was going to take that chance. Uh, obviously, he doesn't get much game time, which probably has something to do with that. But um, he definitely didn't look like he was going to he was going to finish that. So it ended one all. Um, we're still three points ahead of Man City. Obviously, we do have, even if they um, go ahead of us, we will still have the game in hand. But the gap is much closer now, and, and based on the way we're playing, it's um, there are some, there are some significant challenges that Klopp and the team need to address uh, asap um, because there's no time to, to rest in this league. And Man City, if they get on a bit of if they get a bit of, on a bit of a run, um, we could be second. Uh, Tottenham are snapping at the heels as well, and we could very easily kind of fall away to, to third, and then maybe even be embroiled in that fourth place battle. So I know I don't want to kind of put negativity on this but um we have to be careful we have to refocus and whatever whatever's going on whatever complacency we might have uh we need to snap out of it and i i i I hope seeing man city overtake us even if we do still have a game in hand is that moment that gets us to to snap out um yeah so it was it was a frustrating game um one which as a supporter was not fun to watch Uh, and i want to start out in terms of the analysis talking about the front three um, I talked a bit about Mane and I think I definitely think he's been carrying the team for the past couple of weeks but uh, Firmino and Salo Firmino and Salo particularly in this West Ham game look completely out of sorts Firmino was giving the ball away he was um, just not in tune with with Salah and Mane in the midfield he was coming deep to try and get the ball but then wasn't really doing anything with it um, Salah was almost non-existent in the game um, I think that was similar to the Leicester game he you know, barely touched the ball in both in both games, and uh, for the Premier League's top scorer and our most important player, that is seriously worrying. Um, they, you know, these guys are good players. They know they're good players. They know they're great players. Uh, Klopp knows they're great players, and, and kind of Klopp, um, um, you know, I, I'm sure motivates them and, and gets them in the right frame of mind. But whatever whatever's going on, you know, it's simple as that. We need to snap out of it. We need to kind of slap ourselves on the face. Uh, particularly the front three, and uh, yeah, just kind of try and get back to, to to where we were trying to play in that attacking football that we you know we scored so many goals with, uh, particularly in December. The second point of analysis uh, I want to touch on in this game is we've often had, uh, and I, you know I've been vocal on these on these episodes previously about the kind of balance of our midfield. So sometimes it's it's come across that maybe we're too defensive when we play Henderson and Wijnaldum and potentially Milner in midfield as well. But actually, against West Ham, we we probably played, I would say, our most attacking midfield trio. So the game started with uh, Keita, Fabinho and Lallana in the midfield. Um, you could maybe count Marnie as that because we were kind of playing a 4-4-2. But if I, if I just take the trio, Keita, Fabinho and Lallana, those are three incredibly attacking players. So if um, Keita and Lalana are very much attacking midfielders who can help out defensively. And then Fabinho, although he's a defensive midfielder, is still very much uh, a progressive midfielder, uh, more so than, say, Genie Wijnaldum or uh, Jordan Henderson. And so, you know, uh, you maybe thought, you know, maybe maybe we will kind of show that attacking flair that maybe we've been missing in the past couple of weeks, particularly in that kind of attacking midfield um kind of part of the pitch and I guess you saw that as part of the first goal with some great play by Adam Lallana but if you take the game as a whole those three players for me were really disappointing um they didn't really create much and 
Shakiri's played in the last couple of games and he hasn't really done much. And so we've kind of got this midfield now where we've got a lot of players kind of like not really doing much or not really contributing in the way that we, that, you know, we all know they can. Uh, and I don't know whether that's a system thing, whether that's an individual player thing. Uh, I don't I don't know the answer to that one. Um, if I did, I'd probably be paid a, paid a lot more and, and be in football. But we, we just... We haven't been effective in that part of the pitch for the entire season, regardless of who's played there. And I think, particularly in the summer, that's somewhere we need to strengthen. I don't think we've replaced that since Coutinho left. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it was promising at the beginning of the game. You thought, hey, you know, we've got our three most attacking midfielders uh, on the pitch. Um, let's see how it goes. But um, it didn't work out. Um, and maybe, you know, a lot of people, both Liverpool fans and others, you know, maybe don't like Jordan Henderson or Gini Wijnaldum. But they provide a balance and and kind of um, that yeah that kind of balance between attack and midfield that you know actually helps helps us more than it hinders us. Uh, you only realise that when you actually play more attack and midfielders and you realise how kind of open and, and soft we actually are. So it'll be interesting to see how that midfield rotates over the next couple of weeks. I know Wijnaldum's had an injury. Um, we've got the Champions League coming back this month also, so there'll be some rotation as part of that. So it'll be interesting to see how it kind of progresses. Um, and hopefully we don't get any injuries in those positions because we we can't really um, afford any there. Uh, and that kind of leads me on nicely to the final point of analysis about this whole defensive. I'm going to call it a crisis because I think it is a crisis now. We've, if you look at Liverpool a month ago or even two months ago, and you look at Liverpool now, we, we, we're honestly a di- like a different team defensively. Allison's looking um, just not his usual self. Van Dijk is you know still doing Van Dijk things. But then you look at the, you know, Robertson looks a bit tired, a bit leggy, and hasn't really been producing the quality. Yes, he, he's he got the energy, and he always will give that, and, you know, that's what the fans love to see. But um, the quality is, is uh, kind of dipped a bit from Robertson's side. And then we have the whole issue on the right-hand side of the defence, where we have the right centre-back and the right-back, where we've kind of just, through injuries and, you know, having unfortunate luck with injuries, and then plus the Klein thing going to Bournemouth, which is... It's still strange, and I don't think it really can be explained. Um, it's seeming like a wrong move. It seems like the wrong move that Klopp made to let Klein go. But um, that whole right side of the defence, so Matip and then Milner, who played against West Ham, but Fabinho, who can also play there. Um, we're and, and Trent Alexander, obviously, was also out. And then we've got Gomez out. We've got Lovren out. We've got some really, really key players back out at the moment. Um, and you can definitely tell it's, it's impacting the team and affecting the way we play. We're not as confident uh, from the wings. Um, we're definitely missing a, a good right back. Um, James Milner was kind of just looked a bit out of sorts and you know not too comfortable with the position against West Ham. He was playing against Felipe Anderson, who's a quality player, um, but he just kind of didn't look comfortable and didn't provide the same attacking kind of flair that uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, for example, provides. So it was, um, I guess there's no way to really solve the crisis other than try and speed up the recovery of some of these players. I know Joe Gomez had a, a kind of a small piece of surgery to speed up the process of his of his injury and his comeback. So hopefully we get to see him back soon. Um, Lovren, I don't really know what's going on with Lovren, but hopefully he'll be back soon. I think Trent Alexander is probably the closest one to coming back. Um, but we saw earlier in the season that Klopp didn't like to play Trent Alexander-Arnold every game, particularly when we're playing midweek, um, I assume due to fatigue and tiredness, but I don't think we have that luxury, uh, particularly in the second half of the season. I think 
you know, just going to need to soldier on, I think. Um, you know, we talked about this thing about maybe going out of the Champions League will help us. I still don't think going out of the Champions League will help us. If we look at City, City having played more games have got themselves into a flow and a rhythm and can keep that going. And I think actually we maybe underestimate the, the impact of that. Yes, you play more games, but the flow and kind of consistency you get helps you in the bigger games where you might be stuck. Um which we're kind of missing not being in any of the cups and and then the games we do have having to play against Bayern Munich. But I do think that the game against Bayern Munich will be huge. We often do thrive in the bigger games. We, you know, somehow get it together for the bigger games. So I do hope that whatever happens against Bayern, that is kind of the the catalyst for us to kind of kick forward and carry that form and energy into the into the Premier League. So as we, as we do uh, in all episodes, we're going to end with a shout-out to Klopp. And, and the shout-out to Klopp, um, you know what? It's exactly the same as the Leicester game. The the team are still, you know, still in our hands. We're not relying on other teams to lose or anything like that. So the, the power is still in our hands. So getting the team to refocus, um, getting the team to kind of understand that, you know, we've worked so hard to be in this position and we've, we've played so well um, not to let ourselves down now. Um, I think it's going to be super. It's going to be super important. And the other kind of um, tactical shout out to Klopp I want to give is um, particularly in the Leicester game and the West Ham game, we've seen uh, Salah start moving out to the right again, where we had predominantly seen him last season. And although it was still getting used to play, playing with Salah in the middle, it was working. Um, and since we moved to this kind of Salah out the right, it's all gone a bit. Um, things haven't gone so well. Um, so hey don't fix what's not broken um, let's try and get Salah back into the middle with Firmino playing off him and then maybe a Shakiri or a Lallana on the right and uh, let's see how that works because it worked for us well uh, in the first part of the season so hopefully it can bring us some more success in the second half of the season so next up for Liverpool is Bournemouth at home um, if I think back to the away game against Bournemouth uh, that was a game where Salah scored a hat-trick uh, he kind of tore that defence apart um, but they will provide a tough test. You know, Bournemouth is never an easy game. Um, it's a Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, so we may already be behind Man City at this point. Uh, City play on the Sunday, so if we drop points, City will have uh, even more, um, you know, excitement um, and reasons to go and go and win against Chelsea. Um, but hopefully, maybe Chelsea can do us a favour. Hey, you'd, you know, you don't know, but we're kind of at this stage where. If you look on Twitter, it's kind of like, oh, this team, could you do us a favour? This team, could you do us a favour? And that, for me, means that we're losing grip of what we have in our control. And we're kind of looking nervy and, and dropping points where we shouldn't be. So hopefully, I hope when we're back we're back at home against Bournemouth with a right kick up the, kick up the backside um, that we needed after dropping, you know, um, four, uh, four points over the last two games. Hopefully we get back into the groove, get back into winning ways and uh, continue this charge to first Premier League in uh, in my in my life so I'm looking forward to it and uh, I'll catch you guys on another episode uh, to review the Bournemouth game see you guys then <laughs>